Thank you for listening to another inspiring message from The Movement Church. To find out more about The Movement Church, you can check out our website at theocmovement.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The OC Movement. Well, good morning, Movement Church. We are so excited that you have tuned in this morning. That's right. Great announcements. Great announcements. Hey, listen, I just want to tell you, we are concluding our series today called Friends, all about a a biblical approach to relationships. And you have some people in your world that need to tune in today. So do me a favor right now. Would you share this service on all of your platforms? Like push pause. Push pause. Open up a different app. Go to Facebook. Facebook specifically. Facebook is awesome. If you have MySpace, go to that as well. Don't do that. Text for listen, <laughs> Facebook specifically, share it right now. Right Every now. time we share the service, we have like 10 or 15 more people who yep. jump on, and that could transfer or translate into life change. So Absolutely. take a minute. We're going to give you like 37 seconds. Share that. Come right back to That's us. That's right. Today is going to be fire. Because straight today fire. we're talking about. You look your, like straight fire right gosh, now. Oh my gosh, babe, thanks. Your eye makeup, you keep your interrupting hair. everything I'm doing. Well, I'm, I am mesmerized. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, you. I'm amazed Thank by you, you. Well, we are Every talking. Every time I rise. Okay, keep going. We are talking about relationships today, about marriage, about friendships, about dating, and and we're going to attempt to answer your questions. Yeah. The past few weeks have been about uh, managing conflict, um, about understanding one another's personalities, and and how to actually forgive. But today we asked you for questions, yeah. and so we and are going to try to bring some answers. But Pastor Kerry, of course, wanted to make this fun. So tell them how this is going to work. I wanted to make this a little more entertaining for you. So every time we ask each other a question, which you have submitted, we're going to put two minutes and 30 seconds on the clock. And then the asker of questions gets to blow this air horn. Should there, the the recipient, the responder, it's going to be so good. I might just do this for, I'm taking this back home. Every time I'm done hearing you talk, I'm going to, you're okay. I believe in you. It's going to be a lot of fun. So we're going to go through each of these questions right. and make it as fun as possible. So tune in and make sure you engage in the chat because I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And if we don't get yeah. to some questions, we'll we're try to get to them best. a little bit. Why are you taking because that Because I get this first. I'm okay, asking go, the first question. Go ahead. Are Let's you ready? jump in. All right. Here we go. When does talking about people become gossip? Oh, that's a great question. And in fact, we talked about this on our uh, Insta Live. I have two minutes and 25 seconds. I've got to hustle. So here's uh, four things I want you to know about gossip. Number one, everyone gossips. Legitimately, everyone Fact. gossips. So you is a gossip. Turn to your neighbor and say, you is a gossip. If you know somebody, <laughs> if you know somebody who gossips, type their name in right don't now. No, I'm do kidding. Don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> but listen, we're all guilty. I'm not justifying gossip, but I'm bringing clarity to the fact that all of us struggle yeah, with this. Number two, God is not down with gossip. Right. Let me just say that again. He's not down with gossip. All throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament, he speaks about this. He talks about it yep. as slander, bad backbiting, division. And in fact, in Proverbs 26, 20, it says this, for lack of wood, the fire goes out and where there is no whisper, quarreling ceases. So there's something about unity that takes place when we stop talking poorly about each other. So the question is, how do you know if it's gossip? Well, here's number three. This is what I want to remind you. If you're talking about someone who is not present, let me say that again. If you're talking about somebody who is not present while you're talking about them, 
And the content or context of what you're speaking is not life-giving, it's not uplifting, it's not encouraging, then it's probably gossip. If it's not positive, if it's not encouraging and life-giving, then it's probably gossip. Let me tell you, number four, this is something that's important to remember. The principle of sowing and reaping is always at work. The principle of sowing and reaping is always at work. Outside the church, people might call it karma, but this is a biblical principle. (laughs) It isn't just in relation to tithes and offerings. The principle of sowing and reaping means that what I sow, I will also reap. reap. But the Bible says good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, it'll be poured into your lap. Now, we want that when it comes to our finances. God, when I give to you, you're going to bless me in abundance, but you don't want that when it comes to gossip. That's a fact. I'm telling you, every time you talk poorly about somebody who's not present, just know it's coming back at you ten Fold. You did great answering that Woo! question, babe. I didn't even get to use the air horn. That's my goal. Oh, my goodness. All right, Megan, okay. here we go. Question number two. Why is it so challenging to not compare or compete with my friends? Wow. That's a great question. Okay, I love the honesty in this question, whoever asked this, because if we're honest, all of us struggle with this at some point or another with comparison or competition. And, you know, the first week we talked about conflict and and where conflict stems from. And we landed on the fact that it often stems from our own pride and insecurity. And I think that is what causes us to compare and to compete with one another. You know, when someone else's successes feel like a threat to your value, that is a wow. root of insecurity. Wow. You know, we often get competitive with people because we feel like we have this need to prove our own yep. worth. Yeah. And the scripture talks about this in James chapter 3, verse 14, and it says this, but if there is bitter jealousy or competition hiding in your heart, then don't deny it and yeah. don't try to compensate for it by boasting and being phony. So I love that because it says, don't deny it. Hey, you've got to be real. If you are struggling with comparison or competition, don't deny it yeah. and don't try to compensate by being boastful or phony. Can I get an amen from some people Don't today? take my time. I, I'm, I'm trying to. That's no. my goal. You better keep talking. <laughs> okay, so listen, if you feel the need to constantly one-up the people that are in your world, it's indicative of the fact that you feel a deficiency somewhere. Oh, man. You might be comparing or competing with someone. So listen, in the words of Brene Brown, she says this, don't puff up, so good. don't shrink back, stand your sacred ground. And what that means is don't puff up. You don't have to prove how awesome you are because that is pride stepping in. Don't shrink back. Don't allow insecurity to cause you to question your worth or value. That would be insecurity. But what you do is you stand your sacred ground. You go, no, God, you have made me exactly as I am. And I'm confident in who I am. I'm confident in the lane I'm running in and what you've trusted me with. So be honest with yourself. Like that scripture said, don't deny it. Redirect when you start to have those feelings of competition or comparison, redirect and remind yourself, no, God, you put me right where I am for a reason. And this is what I do. I say this mantra, I am a cheerleader for and a champion of my friends. When I feel competition sneaking in, I am going to make sure that I say that mantra and remind myself, no, I'm going to cheer my friends on. I did it. Dang it. Dang, dang. (laughs) That was good. I'm so disappointed, but so proud of you at the same time. Ready, babe? I can feel your intensity right now. Gosh, I'm having to talk so fast. You just do not want this to happen. Okay, Okay, keep going. Okay, ready? Yeah. How do I create healthy boundaries when I'm prone to codependency 
or I have friends that are prone to codependency. That's a great and deep question. That is a deep question I, for two minutes and yeah, two 29 minutes and seconds. seconds. Okay, let's dive into this. Okay, first of all, I am not a psychotho- psychotherapist or a psychologist or psychotic. All of the above. That's, that's good. Maybe <laughs> that I just let, Here's what codependency means. It means an excessive reliance mm. on other people for approval, yep. identity, emotional or mental stability. Wow. So uh, an, oh, an excessive reliance on people for those components mm. in my life. And I, I can't speak to clinical levels of codependency. Like I said, I'm not a psychologist, but let me just tell you this. Uh, we are, if you are looking to people for stability yeah. in your life, you're in trouble. Yeah. If you're looking to people to bring stability in your life, you yeah. are in trouble. Yeah. We need people for accountability, not stability. We That's need people good. in our life that keep us accountable. They encourage us yep. and they challenge us to grow. Listen, stability means I have a stable foundation, yep. something firm to stand on. And I need stability from Jesus. Somebody yeah. type in Jesus yeah. right now. Do all caps, six exclamation points, Jesus. <laughs> right now. Stability has got to come from Jesus. He gives me my sense of identity and approval. We're about to start a series in two weeks. You don't want to miss it called Prodigal. We're going to talk about identity. He gives me stability and a sense of of approval. Listen, uh, if someone in my life becomes uh, the way that I recharge mentally, emotionally, or or with my sense of worth, or if I have an excessive reliance on them, then I may become, be emotionally codependent upon them. But listen... Let me give you a simple word picture for your life. Jesus needs to be the fuel in your gas tank. That's great. The Holy Spirit drives the car, yep. but you do need passengers in the vehicle right. with you. Because so we need people. We need people. You can't take my time now. You did it to Jesus me. Jesus fills me up. The Holy Spirit drives, but I need passengers and people. I'm going to slow down my speak right now. <laughs> in my car with me. Listen, for reciprocal accountability. We encourage each other, we challenge each other, but our foundation, our identity, our stability is in Jesus and Jesus alone. Can I get an amen? Somebody say, only Jesus. Anyways. Thank you, studio audience. A great book to read, Keep Your Love On by Danny Silk. Check it out. So good, so good. You did it. I'm not even getting to use this thing. I know, stop shaking. It's going to be shaking like a polar bear. (laughs) Megan. All right. All right. How do we keep the balance between God and family and marriage and work, et cetera? This doesn't even have to be about marriage, but how do we, so many things in our world, how do we keep the balance? I think people ask that question all the time. We're looking for solutions for how to balance everything. And, And the one thing I would encourage you with is that there is no such thing is balance. It's not ever going to be perfectly balanced. It's really more about order or healthy priorities. You know, your relationship, like Carrie was just saying, your relationship with Jesus has to be first. That's the order it has to fall in. Your relationship with Jesus has to be first because everything else flows out of that. You know, the scripture tells us how we'll know if we are living a life led by the spirit of God. And it's found in Galatians 5. And it, it talks about the fruit of the spirit being love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And these are the things that should be evident in your life if you are putting Jesus first. And these are the things that will help you in every other 
relationship. And when you put Jesus first, I think that he will give you the wisdom to know what needs your attention yeah. most. That's great. So if you are not married, God will give you the wisdom to know, hey, your friends need some time and they need some conversation right now. Hey, your job needs your full investment right now. The Holy Spirit will give you wisdom for that. And if you're married or you have kids, listen, God will give you wisdom to know, hey, your kids need a little extra attention right now. Or your spouse needs you to remind them how much you care about them and you're invested in them. So listen, a relationship with Jesus has to be first. And if you are married, I just want to tell you, I know... I just wanted to do it. <laughs> it's not even time. I, I get even... extra seconds. Go, go, go. If just, you are do that. married, you probably get annoyed with your spouse Whoa! sometimes. But let me just encourage you. Your relationship with your spouse is the next priority. Right after yeah, your relationship with God, your relationship with your spouse has got to be your next priority, which means you make time for them. Yeah. You put them first. Wow. You care about their needs. Hey, listen, this has got to be the priority over your kids. Yeah, and what I'm great. not saying is you neglect your right. kids. No, you take care of them. You love your kids, but they need to see a healthy marriage. Yeah. They need to see that modeled for them. So you've got to make sure that you're making time for your spouse. When kids are little, they require extra attention. But listen, making your spouse a priority doesn't necessarily mean that they get all of your time. It just means that they're a priority in your life. So I'm about to go over time, but there was one more thing. I took took a minute from you. Okay, I'm going to just say this real quick. Some of you asked about how to balance work and family and marriage. And I just want to encourage you, you have to work. Okay, we work to make a living. So nobody gets to quit their job right now. I know some of you are furloughed. Okay, I get it. But what I'm telling you is, you do need to make work a priority. Um, But when work begins to take all of your time, all of your mental energy, and it robs you and your family of what God wants to do in your marriage or in your family, you might be abdicating your role as a spouse or as a parent. That's excellent. So listen, make work a priority. Give your all, give your 100% best, but do not let it rob your family or your marriage because those are God's priorities in our life. Yeah? Great, great extra 30 seconds. Thank you for that. I stole it from you. I appreciate it. Okay, Okay, I gotta ask you a question. Okay, this is a hard one. What do I do if I've fallen out of love? Or how do I reconnect when I feel completely disconnected from my spouse? That's a, that's a hard It's one. a great question, and it's a rough question, yeah. too. And the, the truth is, it's easy to get to this place in marriage faster than we think. Yeah. And usually, it's because of an unintentional drift away from what made me fall in love in the first place. So people ask all the time, what do I do if I've fallen out of love? Well, I actually don't believe you fall out of love. Wow. I believe what happens is that we stop feeding it like yeah. a fire. We stop fueling it. What it takes to produce a fire is three things, oxygen, heat, and fuel. Okay. Three things to produce a fire, oxygen, heat, and fuel. Oxygen is yeah. Jesus at the center of our marriage. Wow. Jesus at the center of <laughs> Going it old school all. Right now. Come on, that's a good this song. This is a theme here. Jesus at the yeah. center, which means that I'm giving him time daily, yeah. that I'm engaging with his people weekly, yeah. and I'm praying always. Jesus at the center yeah. is oxygen for the fire that's in good. my marriage. It also requires heat or a spark. So for some of you who are 
right now in the middle of this, the heat or spark for you might be taking ownership that you've allowed your marriage to drift into uh, just simple apathy. It might be just taking ownership. Man, I I have a part to play in this. It also could be uh, initiation. Maybe you need to initiate, kind of heat it up. You know what I'm saying? And (laughs) and you might need to initiate some things in the midst of COVID-19. It also might mean the spark for you might mean forgiveness. Choosing to forgive a spouse who maybe betrayed you or has neglected you or there's a vacuum of affirmation. But that heat is needed. So we need oxygen. We need Jesus. We need heat, a spark. But we also need fuel. So it has to be fueled regularly. That's how we fall out of love is because we stop fueling the fire. So here's some things to fuel the fire. Focus. Your feelings follow your focus. So if you're falling out of love and and maybe it's an attraction thing, what are you being attracted to? What are you looking at? What are you focusing on? Your feelings. That's real good. Your feelings follow your focus. Maybe it's affirmation. Constantly putting affirmation in. Even if you are frustrated, even if you see the problems, just constantly affirming. I think the greatest precursor to adultery is a vacuum of affirmation. So fuel it with affirmation. Maybe for some of you, it's spontaneity. Changing things up a little bit and have a little bit of fun. Uh, Maybe getting a little kinky when you're spontaneous. Okay, Okay, we'll move on. And for some of you, it's just more time. Maybe just put some time in. Fuel the marriage by sitting down and spending time. Good God, woman. Holy cow. I just wanted to do it at least once. You can't shake that. It will not work in the future. Here we go. All right. All right. How do I know if I have unrealistic expectations in my relationships? Wow. Okay. How do I know if I have unrealistic expectations? I think that unrealistic expectations in relationships will lead to constant disappointment and a lack of hope. Hmm. So... If you're constantly disappointed by the relationships that are in your life, if you feel like people are always letting you down and you have a lack of hope for anything to get better, it might be that you have some unrealistic expectations. So maybe what you need to do is have a conversation with the people that are in your world, whether it's a spouse or a friend or a family member, and actually talk to them about what you need and share your expectations and ask them if it is a realistic expectation. You know, I think sometimes we expect for people just to know what I need. I mean, I do that with you. I expect you just to read my mind and um, And it doesn't work. No, ever. (laughs) And so I've had to learn to tell Pastor Carrie what I need. And some of you, me saying that, it frustrates you. You're like, they should just know. (laughs) If they are a real friend or if they really love me, they should know what I need. And I'm just here to tell you, actually, they don't. They're not wired like you. And so I want to encourage you, have a real conversation with them. Tell them what you need. Ask them if it's a realistic expectation. You know, another thing you can do is invite leadership into your life. You need leaders in your life. This morning I read a scripture verse talking about listening to leaders who have paid the costly price of getting wisdom. You need pastors. You need counselors. You need godly friends in your life who are going to give you honest answers. And so ask the leaders in your life. This is the expectation that I have of my friends or of my spouse, do you think it's realistic? And, and then allow them to give you real feedback. Listen, if you're not willing to ask for insight, if you're not willing to ask someone for what their opinion is or ask them for insight and, and do it with an open heart, you're setting yourself up for wow. disappointment. Wow. Listen, if you, if you are not willing to realize that you might need to adjust your expectations, Man. if you're just convinced that you are right, 
you're always going to be disappointed. Dang. And you're always going to think it's somebody else's fault. Wow. And so I just want to challenge you, if you struggle with this, hey, take a moment and do some self-evaluation and invite some people into your world to give you their opinion and advice. And so I am good. done. And you are just knocking it out of the park. <laughs> All right, next question. we got to right, hustle. Next question. Ready. <laughs> this is a good one. How can I get a relationship during COVID-19? Dang. And all the single people said amen. All my single ladies. <laughs> two, two answers for you. Number one, I would say put an ad in a phone book. Single, oh my gosh. And desperately ready to <laughs> mingle. Do people use yellow phone pages. Books? That's, that's, a, that's the hip thing okay, now. Okay, okay. It's, like, uh, it's like Bumble or Tinder of the 1980s. No. <laughs> number two, drop your phone number in the chat right now. Oh, come on. Drop it in the chat. If Some you know somebody emojis. who is single and ready to mingle, type their name in right now and you put their digits all right let's get okay. back to some real okay, questions okay for real though hey listen i do want to encourage you if you're single right now in this season it's a crazy season yeah. put your focus on jesus come on allow him to do a work in you right now to prepare you for what he has for your future okay another question when you have a disagreement how do you meet in the middle that's a great question and i don't i don't do this as well as i'd like i don't think i do either I, it's something that's a work in progress and i would want to tell you too there's a great book on this yeah. called crucial conversations and if you've never read it get it today keep your love on crucial conversations that's Such like a good gift books. to you but here's a couple of things that i would encourage you with five things write these down number 1 dual process in other words in the middle of the conversation the altercation yeah. the conflict dual process listen to what the person is saying while simultaneously monitoring your own emotions. That's good. Monitoring how you're feeling so that you can adjust so yeah. that you're not just getting overly heated and you stop listening to what the person is saying. Number two, truly understand. This is where we fail every time. We think understanding is hearing, but that's yeah, not that's the case. Good. Understanding is when I am trying desperately to, desperately to discover what you are trying to communicate yeah. to me. Not the words you're speaking but yeah. what's the essence of what you're trying to say to me? And that is, truly understanding is before I solve the problem you're bringing. That's good. It's before I arrive or jump to conclusions. To truly understand is desperately trying to figure out what are you trying to yes. communicate. Then repeat what you're hearing. Not, not, not what you, not the subtext text, but actually what you're hearing. If they say, I'm frustrated, you didn't take out the trash. Well, are you trying to say I'm lazy and I don't do anything around? <laughs> no, that's not repeating what you're hearing. That's repeating the subtext. I'm guilty of that. We all are. So repeat what you're hearing them say. It helps it resonate with you. And then validate. That, that means to like with authentic empathy, validate what it is they're trying yeah. to communicate. Man, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that by not taking out the trash, it communicated. I don't care about what yeah you care about. That's good. I, I'm sorry. I can realize how that would be a challenge. And that brings me to the fifth thing, which is take ownership. And I'm, I'm sorry I missed it. And you deserve better. And here's what I'm going to do to work on it. And notice that's all about me doing everything I can yeah. to understand you. Most of us fail at that. Yeah. And so the conflict just gets more and more yeah. heated. I'm mad, then you get mad, then I get mad, then you get mad. And and then we find ourselves in an argument and we don't even remember what started it. And it yep. all could have been avoided if I just simply tried to understand yep. what you're trying to say to me. That's so good. And I think if we can do that, it'll help in every area of conflict yeah. in our life. That's so good. That's, that is applicable to any relationship that you have. You know, we've done our best to get through as many questions as we can today. And I think we may unpack some more on Instagram sure. this week. But I just want to encourage you, relationships, they take a lot of work. They really do. Um, but they're worth 
the work. Yeah. Relationships matter. You need people in your life. You cannot go this alone. Wow. I want to encourage you with what the scripture says about relationships. It's found in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 through 12. And it says this, two are better than one yeah. because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. Yeah. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will be kept warm. But how can one be kept warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. Listen to this. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Listen, this scripture is here reminding us that we need relationships. We need people in our world. And I love the last part of the verse because it says a cord of three strands is not easily broken. But wait a second, we've been talking about two people. Two are better than one. But listen, this scripture, what it's revealing here is a relationship with Christ. Yeah. When, you when you weave a relationship with Jesus into any relationship you have, whether it be friendship, marriage, dating, listen, a cord of three strands is not easily broken. Jesus is the secret ingredient to any healthy relationship. And the great news for you is, is that He has desired a relationship with you since the very beginning. Doesn't matter who you are, yeah. where you've been or what you've done, He desires a relationship with you. Yeah, the good news is that you don't have to be a part of a church. Uh, you don't have to get everything perfect in your life, but we do have to invite him into our world. One of the greatest scriptures is Revelation 3.20, and it says that Jesus stands at the door of our heart knocking. Yeah. He says, I don't care about your past. I don't care what you've been through. I don't care what you're going through now. I love you just as you are. And if you'll let me into your life, I can bring a stability, a foundation that'll help you weather every storm. But there's a starting point. It's saying yes to Jesus. Another way of saying it is surrendering my life to him. And some of you watching have never made that decision. And right now through the digital airwaves, I'm gonna give you a chance to do just that. Listen to me. There are some of you that are watching and you may have made a decision like this, but you have been running from God. And today is the day to stop running. No shame, no condemnation, just the grace of who Jesus is starting brand new with him today. If that's you, you've never made that decision or it's time to make that decision again, I want you to do me a favor, right where you're seated or standing or whatever you're doing, just bow your heads and close your eyes. Just right now. I'm gonna pray a prayer and I want you to make this prayer your own. Just say, dear God, I know that you're real. I know that you love me. I know that you've given me purpose. God, I'm not perfect. I need you in my life. Would you forgive me? And now make this statement your own. Just say, Jesus, I give you my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you prayed that prayer with us today, we are so excited to be a part of this journey with you. Please email us at info at theocmovement.com. And if you were not in the area, we would love to help you find another life-giving church near you please send us an email at info at theocmovement.com. Thank you again for listening to another inspiring message from the Movement Church.